0: In association with the Agri Health Network, it's time
1: for That Farm Life Podcast Planting Hope, Harvesting Strength. On That Farm Life, we talk about that life that is that of a farmer and their family. It's about the day to day grind, the good times, the tough times, and everything in between because farming is more than a job, it's a way of life. And we're here to offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith. Family and community with other farmers. Now, here's your host, a farmer, a former agri business owner, and also the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Arkansas, Archie Mason. Hey guys, this is Archie Mason. I'm the host of That Farm Life podcast. So, welcome. Uh, to this episode. We love hearing stories and sharing stories about the agri community, the agri life. Hey, our purpose here at Agri Health Network is to provide resources. We want to help one another and give practical ways to deal with stress of the everyday farm life. Now, anybody who is involved with agriculture knows that it takes uh, many different people and many different jobs to make the year a successful year. It's not just those on the farm a ranch, but it's also crop consultants and other uh, folks involved in the industry and all types of agribusiness. But today, we are starting a brand new series with uh, ag pilots. Now, all of us uh, are involved in agriculture. We know folks that fly. That's how they make their living, and so that's how they help us to produce the crops and animals that we grow. So for our listeners who aren't familiar with the term ag pilot, it's a technical name for those men or women. Uh, who fly, uh, who fertilize or apply pesticides or herbicides uh, to help us and help those in the farming industry grow the crops that they grow. Also, uh, the man that I am visiting with today is named Doug Aussup. Doug, thank you for being with us. You're welcome. Good to be here. You know, when Doug got on the broadcast, we're here in Arkansas, and for where we are right now, it's been raining, and uh, uh, Doug has uh, flown a field for my son Ty and I, and I had to confess to him that the other day, we had a fertilized truck out there, but it's a little wet, so I wish I would have had him in the plane. And uh, so, Doug, forgive me for that, man. I should have called you. Hey, no problem. <laughs> hey, you know, Doug, too, uh, how long have you been flying? Tell us that. Uh, this year is my 40th season. Wow. You know, and you're only 46 years old, so you started yeah, right, very young. Right. Didn't you? Now, what is the proper term? I know when I was growing up as a kid, it was a crop duster, but what's a proper term
0: that's used for ag pilots today? Well, now formally, like if we're in Little Rock or around uh, people that uh, want to use formal tech terminology, uh, it's uh, aerial applicator, but still just in our small knit group or in this area, it's just uh, we're called ag pilots or crop dusters. still. When I refer to myself as somebody, I generally just say I'm a crop duster. Well, I can tell you this, man. You guys, uh, from
1: where I live out in the country, boy, y'all have been busy uh, in the past few days. Y'all have been flying uh, a lot. Hey, so 40 years, that is amazing. What got you interested in being an aerial applicator, an ag pilot, crop duster?
0: How did that start? You know, I just, uh, since I was a young boy, I've been around them. Uh, We lived out in the country when I was a young kid, like in first grade. And, you know, we just always had them around. It's just one of those things you see that airplane you think, man, that just looks like so much fun. You know, all they do is just ride around all day and <laughs> just have fun. So I thought, yeah, that's what I want to do. But I always knew I wanted to fly uh, a little bit later. I kind of was more leaning towards uh, jets and that type of thing, but uh, you see where I ended up. Uh, I'm, I'm flying a crowd duster.
1: Yeah. Did you start out? I mean, did you just, act? so really, it's almost like a childhood dream that it was fulfilled, but did you first get like a, how do you do that? Did you get a commercial license or what? Well,
0: I I did. Uh, I actually got a commercial license when I was 18, which is as early as you can get one. Uh, the summer of my, uh, when I turned 16, I knew I wanted to fly regardless. I didn't really know 100% what direction I was gonna go, but I knew I wanted to fly. So uh, I don't remember if it was on my 16th birthday or the week of. It was right in days of it. Uh, I got my private license. You have to be 16 to get that. And then, uh, I, like I said, I knew I was going to do something commercial eventually. So uh, just shortly after I turned 18, uh, I got my commercial license, which actually made me probably the youngest commercial pilot, maybe for a short time in the U.S.
1: That is now, where did you grow up at? Because that's like crazy to me. So I grew up here in the Boot Hill
0: in Dexter, Missouri. Wow. <laughs> oh, so I'm kind of a Southern boy. I'm from this area originally, and you know, around the crop dusters, I just grew up around them uh, my whole life, I guess.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just seeing them flying, just, you know, really dreaming about.
0: Hey, well, tell us about, you know, you tell us about that growing up. Tell us about your family. Uh, well, I am actually married to my childhood sweetheart or high school sweetheart. Uh, I don't want to tell you how young we were. We started dating. It probably wasn't what most uh, girls' parents would think the proper time, but they allowed me to actually take her to a sweetheart dance. We were in high school when she was 14. She was a freshman. And I was a junior, so we actually had been dating informally uh, since then. But we started dating when she was a little older where we could uh, formally date. Anyway, we've been married for 37 years. Uh, we have uh, two kids, uh, two boys uh nick is my oldest he's 31 uh he's married he has four children of his own he's married to jessica matter of fact we just had a new grandbaby the sixth, just about a week and a half ago so he got four now uh he currently works at uh, saint bernard at the hospital uh but he and his wife jessica actually uh fixing to move shortly to little rock where he'll be attending uams in the fall and uh so i'm gonna lose him as a family close pretty soon but uh other son, Judd, the youngest, he's also married, has one baby girl. He's married to Clara. Uh, they live in Jonesboro. Uh, he's a first responder. He works for Jonesboro Fire Department and he also sells a little real estate on the side. So, wow. Well, that's yeah, a- I have a great family, lots of grandchildren. It's just a good life right now.
1: <laughs> that is a good life. Hey, that's uh, I, grandkids are the bomb. That's what I Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. I hear you talking about yours all the time and I can sympathize with you 100%.
1: Oh man. Hey, well, that's exciting about Nick. I'm excited for him. I know Little Rock's not that far away from us. So you guys will be able to uh, visit with them some still. And, uh, but that that's exciting what he's doing and, and, uh, uh going there to UAMS. UAMS. Hey, did you, uh, there in Missouri, did you grow up in an
0: Agra family? Well, you know, we weren't farmers, but, uh, my dad started crop dusting when I was about eight years old and, uh, when I was around 10 or so, my brothers and I started working for him the summers at the airport. And our job was just to gas and wash the airplane. You know, back then we didn't have all this uh, technology. So when we'd gas the airplane, he'd pull up a pickup to the side of the airplane, had the old hand pump. And we'd take turns, boys, we'd get up and one of us be running the pump, the other be running the nozzle. So, you know, you remember those times when it wasn't quite as... Uh, <laughs> As modern as it is now and also when we washed the airplane we didn't have pressure washing we got out the water hose and the the washing rags and there we went so that was kind of my introduction to the ag business right then and there I guess when I was about 10. Hey you know uh
1: when you mentioned that about washing those airplanes and I was reminded yeah I'm the I'm the guy that hey we didn't have GPS you know (laughs) I was out in the field so we would be stepping off steps you know And we didn't have cell phones we had radios and trucks but you're out in the field and and I'm I'm kind of uh, long-legged and tall. And I remember one of the guys that would fly with my, for my brother-in-law. And them, he said, "Tell that, tell that Mason boy, he's taking too big of steps. We're getting <laughs> I was going yeah. across the field." I thought I was doing so good. So, uh, yeah, man. Hey, what well, you have got an amazing story. Started working washing the airplanes, been a part of that at ten uh, fell in love with your, uh, sweetheart at 14, started flying at 16. So, uh, I don't know if anybody out there listening has a story quite like that. So that that is so good. Hey, what do you like most about your
0: job? Well, I love the fact that I got the whole winter off. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to get up and go to work. You know, uh, everybody's story is a little different and they have different loves and likes. Uh, some like get up and hunt and fish and being in this ag community, you know, that affords a lot of people to have that time off. But Laura and I, we love to travel. So that gives us the time to do that together and just to spend that time together that we lose during the summer. Uh, You know, our our hours are just extremely long during the growing season. Their their days are in the busiest time where I'm at at the airstrip at work between four and 4.30 and I don't leave at night till 9.30 or later at night. And I get up the next morning, I just do that again. So I love the fact that I can give it, all that, uh, you know, just give my whole life to it for that period of time. But the winter, I mean, it's a hundred percent devoted to my wife and my family. You know, and I can remember the church. I agree because, uh,
1: I can remember one of the first times that I, I got to know, uh, cause we have our boys, youngest boys are about the same age. And so first time I met y'all I know you, cause you are, I mean, your guys are busy, your airstrips, not, not that far from where I live. And so you you're busy, you're working. But I can remember when uh, one time I saw your wife, she came by the office. I said, hey, and it's like, she said, y'all were leaving. And it seems like you were going camping for like, man, I don't know if it was camping or y'all just traveling. I mean, it was going to be like, you're going to take like 30 days maybe or something. You were going to be able to go because you'd had that long summer. you know. So you would say you got to love this job to do it, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not for the faint of hearts. You've got to love it to do it for sure. Yeah. Hey, and I, uh, I know we've all got stories. Of uh, uh, I do my growing up on the farm with, uh, the ag pilots that we worked with, but, uh, you probably got some stories. What, what's one you could tell
0: us? Well, you and I were talking a little bit earlier before we started the podcast about, uh, you can remember the ag pilots that used to get out and kind of chase people and sneak up behind them when they weren't looking. Well, back several years ago, before we had the turbine aircraft, uh, we had the, those old, loud radial engines on the airplanes. And one of my favorite things to do was to sneak up behind the farmers, the guys I knew my friends when they weren't looking. Like when they were down working on a tractor or power unit or something like that and just come up behind them, buzz them real close and scare them. Well, one day I was flying back across the ridge and uh, I saw a guy I knew, a friend of mine. He was on a cabless tractor pulling a hay rake in his hay field. Well, he had his back turned. He was looking behind the tractor, you know, watching the hay rake. And I saw, man, this is a perfect opportunity. So I knew he he wasn't looking. He's in his own world. He didn't know I was coming. And I sneaked up behind him. I buzzed him about six feet over his head. And those old oh, planes were extremely loud. And I was close enough that, I mean, the wind off the airplane probably just really dusted his hair pretty good when I went by him. Anyway, man, I was just laughing, just thinking that was how funny that was. You know, I knew he didn't see me coming. I really got him good. But as I buzzed him, I spun around and I looked back and it must've really scared him bad because I saw him reach down and track and picked up a wrench and he stood up and he threw at me as hard as he could. I thought, well, this guy, he's like 6'2", 6'3", and weighs about 250, 260 pounds. I thought to myself, oh, Doug, you've done it this time. You made this great big man mad at you. Well, I went on back to Strip, and in a little while, I see him pulling the driveway Strip. I thought, oh, man, all I could think about this great big guy is about to kill me. But, you know, he walked up with a big smile on his face, and today we're still good friends. And matter of fact, I won't mention his name, but if he's <laughs> listening to this, he's going to remember that day <laughs>
1: hey, is that one of those things sometimes we do we're like well i'll never do that again
0: I mean, yeah I, I have slowed down since that day i have caught a couple since then but i really have kind of tempered my uh my <laughs> desire to sneak it behind people
1: <laughs> oh man hey that uh, that is but you're right that hey that's happened to all of us probably in the in the farming industry at one time or another hey it keeps us uh I don't know. We say it keeps us healthy, keeps us excited, or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Doug. Hey, you and your wife, man. Like you know, I've known you for a period of time now. You guys are believers. Um, you know, you have that faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Is is there a time that your faith has has helped you uh, in these forty years that you have been a pilot? I mean, there are times that man, you you've had to lean into Christ and. And just walk by faith and
0: not by sight. So been a time it's helped you in your job. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, all the time, you know, just getting up and kind of doing what we do. But uh, uh, there was an incident just a few years ago that kind of really comes to my mind. Um, I had just taken off uh, with a big load of liquid. And the field line was going to be working with two fields on each side of a set of power lines. And, you know, I would jumped back and forth over the power line to spray the field. And when I went over the power line the first time, I felt a sharp pain in my lower back. And I thought to myself, you know, this is great. She pulled a muscle. Well, each time I jumped the wire, the pain would get a little bit worse. And that went on until I really began to hurt really bad, bad enough that I knew I had to go back and land with the rest of my load. Mm. Well, when I headed back to the strip, uh, that's when it hit me. I immediately just got violently sick. So I pulled the plane up a little bit to get some altitude. And at that point, my vision just went. I went completely black. I could not see a thing. Well, at this point, I'm thinking to myself, well, this is it. I can't see. So I can't land. So, Lord, you know, here I come. I know this is going to hurt, but just it's only going to be a few seconds. And then after about probably 15 or 20 seconds, my sight came back. And Even though I was still really sick, I was able to get the plane back and landed safely on the ground. And You know, your question was about a time when your faith helped me in, in, in my job. And I'd have to say that's one for sure, because during this whole episode, you know, I was scared, but I didn't fear death. I had that assurance that if I did not make it back, that I would be with the Lord. So, yeah. you know, people that don't have that faith, that assurance, it must that would that would probably be a really frightening thing.
1: Oh, yeah. And and two that faith that we're talking about here, it's not a blind faith. It's not like, well, man, I hope so. Or maybe. I mean, that's from, you know, Doug, you coming to that place, trusting, uh, in the Lord Jesus and, uh, you know, um, believing in his death, his burial and his resurrection, you know, from the dead. And, and I would say for you, you know, and as anybody, especially in agriculture, you know, all of us that have grandkids or whatever, and anybody on the farm or ranch is always teaching, you know, about safety and that, but. You know, it's a very hazardous occupation. And really, man, I know for you probably every day, too, it's like you just got to get up and say, hey, Lord Jesus, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to the strip. It's like four o'clock. It's breaking day at 530. And, you know, we got to we got to get to hammering and it's going to trust you, you know, in that. Oh, absolutely. Well, man, thanks for, you know, sharing that story, because I know I've, I've seen some pilots sometimes that had to because you can't it's hard to land with a load, right? Yeah, it's extremely hard. It yeah, because you'll you'll bust a gear out from under the bottom. I guess. Hey, you know, Doug, you're around a lot of, uh, you know, you got farmers and pilots and uh, uh, crop consultants. I know when I was in the consulting business, I, I dealt with the pilots all the time. Just about, hey, here's what we need to do or what's going on. But you know, there's a lot of people who have to come together to to really make a season successful uh for everybody. But what kind of community have you found with other agri people? I guess asking that question. I mean, I know and what you do and how you relate, but what 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 would you how would you describe that kind of community in the in the agri, well I'll call it the
0: agri network really? Well, you know, many of us in the ag industry, we we share similar experiences. Like you said, uh, uh working on a farm is it's a pretty dangerous job. I mean the the hours are long. And it's hot and it's dirty work. You get very little sleep. And uh, the consultants I know now, uh, they just have uh, an enormous amount of ground they have to cover. And it must just be daunting for them because it really it boils, a lot of it boils back to them because they're looking at it. They're making the decisions and they're literally almost spending money that for the farmer, telling you, you need to do this, this, this. You need to do it now and or, you know, three days from now, whatever. So we all kind of can relate because none of us are getting a lot of sleep. We're all really under a lot of stress uh, to do our jobs and do them well and and to just produce as much as we can. We, we really are a community in ourselves, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, we have to work real close with each other just to make us a successful you know, and I'm really fortunate that I get to work with and for some really great Christian men. They're willing to work with us to do whatever it takes sometimes to do what seems like an impossible job. I'm just, I'm just really blessed there. And it and it's, uh, it's kind of like, I guess, probably maybe even soldiers. It's hard to compare it to that because I've never been there, but I'm just saying you, you have a bond that unless you've been through it, you really don't understand it.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. It's kind of that band of, uh, brothers and sisters, I guess you could say, you know, it is, we call it kind of an affinity group. The, the ag community is an affinity group. We, we understand, uh, you know, we understand that, Hey, you gotta, you got to get up early and you have to work late and it's seasonal. And, you know, that's one reason that we're involved in Agri Health Network just because of the, the stress and strain of farming. And uh, man, as we're covering more acres uh, as you're, you know, you really can't. I don't say fly longer. You only got so many daylight hours. But I mean, you're just hammering just all the time. And so, trying to uh, help us all, kind of, you know, what we always say here, trying to create that safe zone where we can have conversations and uh, share our stories, our heart with one another. Hey, it leads me to another question. What What do you think could help strengthen the community to support one another, this agri community? What What would help strengthen
0: that? You think? Well, I think the first thing we just got to admit that uh, and acknowledge that none of us are perfect for one thing. And we see someone else that's struggling, especially in an area like you're talking about here in the ag community that we can relate to. We really need to be willing to offer ourselves to those people. I mean, there's some people around us uh, in our own individual, individual areas that uh, that give us a chance really to shine as a light for Jesus. And, you know, if we all did that, I really think our communities would be in a whole lot better shape.
1: Oh, yeah. Hey, man, I, I agree. You know, and sometimes we 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 have to uh, uh, reach out and kind of reach in, lean into uh, one another because you can, uh, especially in that community, man, you sometimes sometimes folks put on a good face. But a lot of times, you know, uh, when someone is struggling, maybe just a word or word of encouragement or saying, man, how can I how can I help you? How can I pray for you can just mean so much? Uh, Absolutely. Well, man, Doug, I just want to say thank you for uh taking the time i know we hey look it, it's a rainy day for us and so uh uh you and i talked earlier you know a while back and you said hey we gotta catch a rainy day to do this interview so i want to say
0: thank well, you well, I, you remember i really said well it looks like maybe about uh, early mid-september would be a good time for me but i guess the lord just blessed us with a rainy day hey uh, he did and and too
1: because i was looking at the forecast because i was thinking we're supposed to get a rain you know uh Uh, here Monday or Tuesday. So it's good. I'm glad it's worked out. So again, I want to say, I want to say thank you. Hey, to all the folks out there who are listening to us, you know, uh, it takes a community of uh, men and women doing a lot of different jobs. And we need that community around us for uh, support uh, and encouragement. And and none of us can really uh, make it alone. In fact, what we see in the scriptures, God doesn't really design us to walk alone. He's designed us for uh, community. Hey, I want to encourage all you guys out there in the listening audience. Make sure to visit agrihealth.net uh, for all the resources that we have. Follow us at AgriHealth Network on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hey, we're about helping those in the ag industry find support uh, and encouragement community. Uh, if you want to help us get the word out on that Farm Life podcast, an easy way to do that is to subscribe, to like, uh, and give us a review. Be honest with us uh, regarding that. Uh, That means that more people can find us through uh, your favorite podcast app. Also share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. And of course, if you have comments or questions, uh, email us at info at agrihealth.net. Hey, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. Until then, keep farming and keep the faith. You've been listening to That Farm Life Podcast, planting hope Harvesting Strength with your host, Archie Mason. That Farm Life Podcast is a creation of the Agri Health Network in conjunction with Grounded Faith Ministries, where we offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. You can learn more about who we are and what we do on our website at agrihealth.net. That's agrihealth, one word, dot net. Thanks for listening, and until next week
0: keep the faith.